0: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
2: Make it rain.
1: Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go, people, on a Friday as we get ready for a uh, a monster weekend in the world of sports, in the world of sports investing. We want to thank you guys very much for stopping by, making us a part of the day. He is Dane Martinez. I am Joe Ranieri, and uh, we try and make some heads or tails of what we witnessed last night as we move on to uh, what is going to be a monster day and actually a big morning. As we uh, we've got ourselves a little yeah. French open action taking I got place some here, off on uh, the
2: doll,
3: baby. Let's go
1: five minutes or so, or it does look like there might be some sort of weather situation, but that's all right. Uh, right around six fifty is when we're anticipating the doll and uh Federer who seem to be outside and Djokovic, I guess. The only three guys that are left really in the tennis world that uh who we know. Uh, there are some women uh, uh, game matches as well coming up. Don't forget, uh, it's hard to believe we're, we're at this point already. Women's World Cup kicks off. Uh, we got Belmont. Uh, we got the Belmont, the final leg of the Triple Crown, even though there's no triple crown winner. It is uh we are stacked here today, including Mark Lawrence, uh, who went ahead and uh, made us uh well we helped Jamaican rain, didn't he, Lair in the preakness, sure, sure. uh giving us war of will last time. We'll see if he can match that. And UFC, uh big big matchup here and the card anytime anytime we get a message from mr sports keg there jay the sports keg ceo saying i really love this card then you know that you know he's got some nuggets going on there dane somewhere and he's packed somewhere along the lines there where he's got some uh he's got some dogs he's got some favorites Ah, uh, we have done nothing but cash tickets uh, on his plays. So, looking forward to hearing what he has to say about uh, UFC. We'll check in with the the golf tournament too, as well the Royal uh, Royal Canadian Bank Open there, right? The uh, the Canadian Open because I do believe there might be one or two guys there at the uh, at the leaderboard at monster numbers that we may have uh, tossed your way there. Plus, we've got some uh, matchups. So, all in all, it is going to be an absolute. Monster Friday edition here of Make It Rain. We're gonna do exactly that, I promise you. Uh but I do wanna uh I do wanna in honor of you guys there, the uh well, just you now, Dane, I guess, because you're you're the only one getting exactly. married now, right? You're you're the one Bavona's already okay. got like Bavona already tied the knot, right?
3: Sure so, did. I mean we got uh, some I time. I got like eight months, but yeah.
1: All right, so you got some time. Well, there is a um, there is a, a list going on right now, a story that's been going viral and I uh, I wanted to pass it along to you so just in case you understand what's about to happen. Uh, apparently okay. a uh, guy just like you uh getting ready to get married, but he's a little bit closer yeah. to the bachelor party, so to speak. Ah. Uh, and his uh His uh, girl there uh, managed to uh, put together a list of uh, do's and don'ts at this (laughs) bachelor party for him. Yes. Yes. And let's face it, marriage. And even Bavona, I think, will attest to this now that he's married. Right. It's uh, it's built on a stable foundation of trust and respect. At least that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, sure. no. Uh, not when it comes to bachelor parties, because this list is uh, is unbelievable. I don't even know why the guy would want to leave the house. Starting off the list, we've got no cigarettes, no illegal drugs, <laughs> okay. no alcohol, oh, sure. no strippers, sure. dancers, really? women at all. Yes, no fast okay. cars, taxis, and Ubers only. All phones need to be <sighs> tracked at all times. No yeah. swearing. No swearing. of course not. Uh, Everybody, and and she means everybody because she put it all in caps. Everybody home by midnight. Everybody home by midnight. Uh, No hurting each other, all right? There will be absolutely no slapping of each other, no hurting each other. Oh, yeah, and here's the best part about it. Uh, No gambling. Absolutely no gambling allowed either. So uh, then she had the... you had the nerve to post. Uh, if I missed anything, let me know. But other than this, oh, yeah. you guys have a great time. So great time. let's see. Have a great time, Pavona. What kind of uh, bachelor party would boxes. you have had? Yeah. If what I kind of uh, what kind of if you had this list, what kind of what kind of bachelor party would you have had exactly?
0: I don't know what kind of bachelor party I would have had. I know for a fact I would have had a party that said the wedding's off. There you go. No. no. And that's my question, Joe. You know, like, I think this is indicative (laughs) of
3: uh, some elements of their relationship. It must be, right? So my thing is, like, what is Mm -hmm. up? What what do you think my man is looking into for the next, oh, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years? Like, by contrast, Joe, let's put it this way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, my wedding is in February, so we got some time. One of the main reasons why is because my lovely fiancé is, like, Dane, it ain't happening during football season. There's no way I'm making our people miss a week of football. <laughs> That's a little bit different. Thank you. That's a little bit Thank different you. than uh, you know, no no rough on your bachelor yes. party, okay? It's yes. all good. Trust me. No I think there alcohol, is a reason no that I am attracted no to the woman that I am. Nuts.
1: No right. cigarette. Right. I mean, no, everyone's home by no swearing. Like <laughs> I, and then it was funny because after this got posted I and she was looking though. for... you Right, exactly. Did I miss anything? And people lit into her, of course. You know, Reddit's a wonderful place. People lit into her. And then she ends up writing back. She's like, you know what? You guys are right. I can't control him once he leaves the house or his friends. So I've decided not to let him go at all.
3: Uh, you know what? This is a bad job. This is a bad <laughs> job by the groomsmen. This is a bad job by the groomsmen, in my opinion. Okay, on a number of levels. <laughs> The groomsmen need to either... They need to either uh, get word through the bridesmaids or something that, like, this woman is wiling out, or a bad job by them to, like, not tell their boy, uh, the groom, like, bro, are you sure this is the path you want to go down with this uh, woman? You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. some of these guys need to uh, rescue him pretty quickly.
1: You know, a, a good best man... Would have put together some sort of uh, you know, religious retreat somewhere. They were they were gonna feed the homeless in, in Bangladesh Bad. and then buy everybody tickets well, to Vegas was, and let story. her think. Yes, that exactly. Story,
3: right?
1: That Bad homeless shelter
3: happens that. to be the Dominican Republic or something like Run
1: now, dude. Run now. That's all we're gonna say. <laughs>
0: text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro
1: sports and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash Open your new account and claim your free wager
2: of up to $500 today. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say.
1: Oh, I can't believe that. You know, the one thing on that list there that would have done it for me, man, was that And she put it at number 10, was that no gambling. That would have been it. It would have been like, honey, in that case, I can't marry you because I am gambling right now, aren't I? Saying yes, it is a giant gamble, sweetheart. I guess that means you're out. You are completely out. Uh, French Open coming up here, bottom of the hour, Federer, Nadal. Uh, Djokovic a little bit later. We do have the latest odds. We'll talk about that. I know Dane's uh, already uh, got himself uh, n- some Nadal uh, some money out there. So, yeah, we'll uh, We'll talk about that. There are a couple of uh, interesting prop bets, too, surrounding that, that if you guys are really in need of a Friday morning fix, uh, we can go ahead and, uh, and help you scratch that, uh, so to speak, there. That is coming up. But uh, last, uh, yesterday, really, we were waiting for NBA Finals Game 4 injury report. What is it? Who was playing? Who's not playing? Right. We were all trying to uh, wrap our head around that. We told you about a bit of a soft opening there uh, just a couple hours after Game 3. Five and a half. It has now been bet down to four and a half, from what I understand, after the announcement was made. And pretty much what we knew is exactly, you know, Kevin Durant. Now they're hoping game five or six, you know, kicking the can down the road. Not that hard to figure Mm -hmm. out. Uh, Also, Clay Thompson, like we had, like we had figured, will in fact be back uh, for this game. And it made sense. I mean, listen, we, we all said, We agreed with Steve Carr. There was really no reason for game three. And I know people are going to say, and one of the narratives is, wow, you know, he rolled the dice there, Steve Carr, not having him in game three. Listen, a a 60%, uh, you know, Clay Thompson was not going to make a difference in that game one way or the other because it's not the scoring that was the problem. It's his defense that would have been sorely missed. And unfortunately, you ran the risk of damaging that hamstring even further and then missing him for a more extended time. they made the right call. Bottom line, defense is what cost them that game, not the fact that they couldn't score. They scored. They've always scored. That's never been a problem, even with the bench players for Golden State. The problem has always been, will they play any damn defense? When they decide to play defense, it's a lot of fun to watch. When they don't, it's basically a layup drill, which is kind of what we got for long periods of time there with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, but no Kevin Durant, yes Clay Thompson. So what did we watch while well, we watched the markets move a little bit? And eventually, it was uh, it was pushed down to four and a half. Still, there are some backers, some money coming in on the Warriors at four and a half, and it's um, I'm seeing across about seven or eight books here. It is fluctuating between four and a half and five in some of these books. So you know the question becomes where do you think where do you draw the line in the sand for this game here tonight four and a half five does it make a difference do you think uh do you think the fact that clay thompson in any shape by the way i don't care whether he's 80% 60% 70% uh do you think he's going to have a big impact on this game where all of a sudden, I don't know, it went from five and a half, uh, you know, all the way down to four. We've already lost a point and he is playing. What happens right. in warmups, Dane, if he goes at it and they go, ooh, you know what? You know, Titans up again. He can't go uh, at what you know, where does it go from there? Are we looking at the same thing that we looked at in game three? Are we going to see possibly all the way down to maybe two? Uh, Two and a half again, somewhere along those lines. Uh, Any which way you cut it, I think the lines hold true. The same concept for game three should hold true for game four. If you are a Toronto backer, take the damn points now. Whatever if you can get five, it's still out there I'm seeing. Go grab them because I don't see how this is ever going to go the other way. So if you are backing Toronto and you think they can do this up three games to one heading back uh, for game five, then jump on the number right now because uh, I don't know that it's going to get any better for you. Once he hits the court and once we, we could very well get the word, you know, we could get the, from the sideline, Van Gundy could say, this just in, yeah, Clay's not going. And then all hell is going to break loose. So my suggestion... Hop on the number right now if you're Toronto. If you're Golden State, I don't think you have anything to lose by hanging on and uh, and waiting to see what happens here.
3: That's interesting, Joe. I mean, like, do you actually think though they're going to scratch him game time? I because I don't. You know, I think like when he goes through warmups. To be I quite think it honest, depends he on what like, it what he looks
1: eat. like in warmups. You know what is? The yeah, but
3: don't you think he's gonna be so hopped up on painkillers or whatever that it ain't gonna look bad, regardless? You know what I mean? Like that's that's my kind of thing. Like they will get him ready to go tonight, one way or another. I think because tonight is way too high stakes. I'm actually, to be quite honest, I'm surprised. I'm like, to me, declaring KD out also for tonight's game makes me realize that dude ain't coming back. Because we've been talking about this all series long, right? Like they will break him out of mothballs when we then they need him, right? If if there was any kind of hope, and honestly, if Golden State loses tonight, it's 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 a problem. Okay, so if not now, then when? You know, so I think that this injury, like we said, has always been you know more of a tear than a strain, you know, and something that we what we said we're kicking the can down the road as it relates to Clay. I think he's going to go. I think there's no way unless he actually re-injures it somehow and kind of shoot around. um, I think Clay is definitely going to be out there. He's definitely going to be dressed one way or the other. We've talked about this, Joe, to give up uh, Toronto everything to think about regardless of what happens, right? You asked the question, will it make a big difference or will it be the difference, right? I think – Obviously, Clay will make a difference. You know, he's one of the top 15, 20 players in the NBA, and his defensive prowess is important. He will make a difference. However, what I think, Joe, is the biggest difference for Golden State tonight is something that's abstract, but something you and I both believe, and that's the Warriors' pressure slash motivation on them. Remember game six, I believe it was, against Houston right after KD went, and we were like, "Uh uh-oh, Maybe Golden State is ripe for the picking. And what they do, they turned around and had a big-time effort. And after that, we were like, oh, yeah, of course. Don't count out the Warriors. When their back's against the wall, they have the unique ability to flip the switch. right? And I think that because, once again, the Golden State Warriors are in that situation tonight, I think that is the biggest factor in tonight's game. That they are going to try to flip the switch and be on their A game if that is good enough. I'll be comfortable and confident with them, but we'll see if they can, like, flip the switch and turn the lights on again tonight. I think that's actually the biggest issue, though, tonight, that they know with the urgency and the pressure, and so we'll see the actual um, Warriors at their finest because it's always been frustrating, Joe. You said this a bunch, to bet the Warriors because you never know. They don't respond until their backs are up against the wall or until they need it. Well, guess what, Joe? Tonight, they need it.
1: When, he, uh, when it first came out, uh, most of yesterday there, we were back up from a percentage standpoint with, with Golden State getting the backing. They were well over 50%, uh, close to uh, 58% of the tickets that were being punched were being punched in favor of Golden State. The announcement came out, and then those numbers started to go down. They were receiving a higher portion of the money, too, about 62% of the money being wagered yesterday was coming in on Golden State before we had any – is Kevin Morant playing, Clay Thompson playing? It appeared that a lot of the betting public and some sharps were already under the assumption Clay Thompson was playing. That is why they pushed it up five and a half. It was at six in some books yesterday. Uh, and then, of course, the announcement came out, and then we started to see that, uh, that pushback, that buyback for Toronto. A lot of money started flowing in yesterday dropping down to about 52, 53% of the tickets being wagered. Just a, a slight percentage more on Golden State. Golden State's still getting a little bit more of the money, but it certainly has leveled out. But I think that's why we've seen it go as high as six. And now we're looking at four and a half five because of the Kevin Durant not going to be there. And really, I think until people see Clay Thompson out on that court tonight during warm-ups, I do think there's going to be a lot of people holding off, especially the Golden State backers, going, let me see what he's got first and foremost. And right. why well, I'm telling you, if you like Toronto, take the five. I don't yeah. know that it's ever going to get any better than that. We'll talk more about that coming up here. Make it rain.
0: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Would you believe if I told you that the other eight home runs that Riley
3: has hit have been in the sixth inning or later? Has anybody even paid attention to that? I know that that doesn't
0: factor into fantasy, so to speak, but in reality, think about that. Every time that the game is in doubt, every time that they have needed a big hit, he's hit one. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern, on the EVA Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
1: All right, you got that itch here this morning guys. Uh we'll help you scratch it there as a little French Open action. Uh getting ready about 20 minutes from now, Nadal taking on Federer. No, it is not 2009. It is 2018 and we are still talking about no, Nadal not, taking on Federer. It's not
3: 2018. It's not 2018.
1: Yeah. Joe. Uh 19 on. rather. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, they will the even 18 Come on, cause Joe.
3: Cause waxing I'm feeling poetic. like this was nostalgic uh, about the past.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. The bottom line is, the last 15 years, you still yeah. got Nadal and Federer in the French exactly. Open. Uh, the only exactly. thing we're missing is uh, Serena Williams. It's it's like time has stood still. 18, 19, 16. Yeah. Pick a number anywhere between 2005 sure. and now, you've got Nadal, Federer somewhere in the conversation. It's like tennis is. I thought it was a young man's game. It's uh, it's crazy to me how uh, just time has stood still with these guys in a sport that usually by the time you're 28. Bye. The door hit you on the uh, on the way out. And yet here we go. The old men continue to uh continue to roll. And when I say old, what is Federer? Thirty-two? Like how old is Federer? I don't even think he's... Oh, he's gotta be older I, than that. Is he
3: is he older than, older than that? He's gotta be. Because you're you're right, Joe. They've been around now, for like 15 years. I what look. was he winning winning majors when he was sixteen? I doubt that. Oh, crap. right. He's I got 30 late 13. He's gotta be late thirties. Yeah, 30s he's got he's Gotta be seven.
1: Damn. So, how old is Nadal now? Old. Nadal is
3: Nadal is young. He's gotta be oh, early thirties. Nadal's early 30s. thirty-three. Damn, dude. Yeah. Damn, it's these that- dudes are old. <laughs> Wait, so, you got an indictment on everybody else, Joe? You know what I mean? Isn't that an indictment on every other men's tennis player in the world that, like, they still can't get to the top of the mountain over these guys? And That's I'd put Djokovic crazy. in that category as well. He's been at the top of the mountain for a long time. It's been these three guys, like you said, for the last 10 or 15 years. So that means, and like, don't get me wrong, I am no tennis expert, Joe, but that means one of two things, right? Either these three guys are legitimately three of the best players of all time, you know, or the rest of the men's tennis world is going through a complete rut because why has nobody else been able to kind of like pop their head up And join the fray like Andy Murray was there for a while. You've heard names like Warinka and Del Potro every now and then. But it has been consistently Jokovic, Federer, and Nadal for the better part of 10, 15 years. So either these guys are really elite and the best of all time or the rest of the field is kind of of, uh, blunt guts trash.
1: The uh, 32 Djokovic, by the way. So you've got nothing but a bunch of uh, old men there dominating the sport. Serena, of course, in her 30s, uh, she didn't obviously make it. At least in in women's tennis, you, you're hearing about the 20 year olds at 21. That's how it's always been. You know, once you got in that uh, upper echelon of the 20s, there you kind of faded away. And, you know, there was always the, uh, the the senior circuit, so to speak, for a bunch of 30 year olds on tennis. Uh, but really, the guys, that's it. Those big three, man, have just dominated forever. And once again, French Open, we got a major, Nadal. Djokovic uh, is hanging. Okay. He's got his own match coming up. Nadal, Federer, like, wow. And, and by the way, Vegas, mm. you look at these numbers, It's uh, Nadal is a minus 760 favorite over Federer right now, which is crazy. Federer at plus 530. And what? when in the world was the last time you were able to get Roger Federer at plus 530. I can't even – I don't even think there ever was a probably time. Probably last year against all
3: in the French Open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, that's probably exactly. my answer. Woo. You
1: know. uh, I'm wondering how old the guy is that uh, Djokovic is going to be a little bit later this morning, closer to 9 o'clock Eastern time. He's playing uh, Dominic Thiem, and I, I'm wondering how old yeah. – how old is Dominic Thiem? I mean, if Djokovic no, is kid. 32,
3: no, I, he, he is 25. Yeah, So He's I actually 25. saw on another network, uh, Patrick McEnroe, um, he mm-hmm. picked this kid theme, picked this kid theme to yes. uh, win and to win the tournament. So, again, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I'm a tennis expert, yeah. but that means that this guy is at least some level of live. And if you look at just straight up the odds, you know, um, Jokovic yeah. is a sh- uh, a shorter favorite than Nadal. So they believe this Djokovic theme matchup will be more competitive than Federer Nadal, which is about to uh get going in about twenty minutes.
1: Yeah, it's get, it's getting ready to go. The numbers are just absurd, obviously there, you don't want to go ahead and lay all of that juice no, there, I'm even on if the, you like I'm Nadal. I'm laying like seven games. Yeah. Seven games is good. Yeah. I I think the um I do think Federer is going to get one set. So I did look at the Nadal wins three sets to one at plus 275. I think that's probably a decent area to look um, because of the fact that he's still 100 years old. But the guy is probably going to get one set here. It's not been the greatest of circuits. I think he's six and one against Federer uh, on this surface here over the years. He's kind of owned him. Yeah, he's kind of owned him here. Uh, but uh, and you know I I apologize. This is the 39th time these two have actually faced each other. Nadal and Federer, the sixth time, of course, at, at Roland Garros at the uh, at the French Open. But can you imagine facing a dude 39 times? Like this is the 39th time these guys have gone head to head, and Nadal's won all five of the previous at the French Open, which would explain the ridiculous numbers. But I do think Federer gets a, a set there. So uh I've already thrown a couple of bucks down. Give me three sets to one. I I don't know that it's is it gonna go five? I doubt it, right? I, I don't I don't know that it'll go yeah, I five. Know. I think Nadal will take care of business here, I think, rather easily. But I think for nostalgic sake, I think Federal will hold his own for at least one All
3: set. Right. I think that's possible. Right? I think that's possible. We we shall see. The beautiful part about this is that this will be happening. Much like sometimes when there's golf going on during Make It Rain, there will be yes. uh, veteran adults be checking in on that throughout the show. But, I, you know, when you say 39 times, Joe, like that, again, is a testament to these guys' um, uh, quality. <laughs> Most and of these have been longevity. in semifinals. And that's what was I was going to say. Semifinals, finals. So semis are beyond, right? You know, You're So fine. they face Crazy. each other in high-stakes matchups. And when you throw Jokovic wow. in there as well, the three of them have really – um, mm. You know, been the standard bearers for an entire generation of tennis.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not. And it's it should be noted, too. These two guys are fa- all three of them are fascinating from the standpoint where Federer was the old man. Then you had Nadal. And then you had Djokovic come in over there and they all kind of own their own space, right? Like Federer is Mr. Wimbledon, right? Nadal is Mr. French open and Djokovic Uh, is Mr. I'll win everything else, right? (laughs) So, and that's kind of what they've been, but they haven't gone. It's not like they have been for 15 years, number ones in the world. They, they did go through stretches where especially as they got a little older, injuries creeped in. They did go for some stretches where other people uh, were able to dominate. Like Federer went down and Djokovic won more. Djokovic had a period yeah. there where a couple of years where he changed his serve. Me. and it, Right. So it, it was so funny because when one would, you know, kind of take a few steps back, one of the other ones would come up there and vice versa. They, the three of them have been doing this for years. And Nadal's record at this play. Holy crap! Oh yeah, Um, ridiculous. It's absurd that. And let me see. I just want to make sure I have these numbers right because somebody sent them to me, and I'm like, that can't be. That can't be correct. Is is he thirty nine and two on this? Oh, I'm sorry, ninety one and two all time at Roland Garros. That's what Rafael Nadal is.
3: That 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 dude has only lost. Let's say this. (laughs) How many years is that over? How many years is that over, Joe? That is like 12 over nine years. One, two, uh,
1: n- 12, nine years.
3: Okay, nine yeah. years. okay so nine he's years. won twice in nine years. That means he's <laughs> won the title seven times. That means he's won yep. the championship seven out of nine times. Okay? And cool. like nice. That is ridiculous. So listen, here's a question, Joe. And, you know, maybe this is <laughs> kind of one of those fantasy things we'll never know about, right? But Tiger in his prime. OK, mm-hmm. now, remember, like it was valid to be like Tiger Woods or the field. Right. Like mm-hmm. that was a valid bet. OK. And similarly, you could say like Michael Phelps or the field. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But even with that, I think in this context, Rafael Nadal at the French Open or the field. Like Nadal is even more dominant at the French than Tiger was in his prime, or anybody else maybe ever has been. 91 and 2, Joe? Do you think, is there any other rate in sports that is something like a 93% winning percentage? Does anybody, anywhere, the North Carolina women's soccer team, anyone, anywhere, have a better winning percentage than Rafa Nadal at the French? Death. Taxes and Nadal at the French. That's why I have some shekels on him this morning.
1: I'm with you, brother. And uh, I will say this, as far as and we talk about, certainly with golf and and other things, guys coming into tournaments in form, right? It's important to be playing well. You know, certainly in golf, tennis is no different. And when you look at what's going on here, Federer, just to give you an idea, through five matches in the French so far, you ready for this? He's only lost serve four times in five matches. That's it. So he's only lost. He's actually only given it up five times when he's. So basically, for those of you who don't follow tennis, here's here's what you need to know. You are always trying to break the other guy. Otherwise, you're going to zigzag your way through just it's going to be ridiculous 75-hour marathon sets. You eventually got to break the other guy's serve. He's only been broken four times in five matches. And don't forget, the men, you got to win three out of five. So think about how many of that is now through five matches, this guy only four times has he ever been broken on his serve, which means he's in good form right now, Federer. So if there's ever maybe – that's why I like three games to one. Give me three games to one. I think he can definitely take a cassette because Nadal often – as great as he is, he usually has to cut. Co- he doesn't start off like a house of fire, you know I mean, what I mean? He usually takes him a little to while jump. to get
3: the uh to get the engine going. He's in that kind of form better than that kind of form. Yes. And the Dodge still minus 700 to win.
1: Yes. That's just I got wow. I mean, this uh, is going to be crazy.
3: Let's talk about yep. the and
1: we'll talk yeah, I, mean. I got we got a bet for Djokovic too. Odds are a lot better with that. We'll tell you what that is coming up.
2: Was what for a decade. I was like, I'm just gonna try it. My pants are like falling off.
1: are in here guys as uh we are just about 10 minutes away from a little uh, french open and actually there's always ways for you guys to be able to make it rain uh certainly here on the show but uh, let's see I mean, maybe that's one of the uh, the cool things about tennis which you know we talked about this uh we've talked about this before when you go worldwide right when you look at the amount of And that's why people look at this country and they laugh at us sometimes going like we're so far behind the eight ball like the rest of the world has been legally gambling for how long now Dane? like for for it's like it's a fabric like it always annoys me like ATM machines. You know, what I mean? it always annoyed me, though, to watch, uh, you know, like those London games in the NFL and hear like people like, oh, yeah, they're out at the ticket window. Like what? Like, what do you mean they're out at the ticket window? Like, what do you mean they can bet live at the stadium in London? Like, are you serious? So it's always been fascinating to me. Like everybody else is like, you, you guys are just so ridiculous with how far you are behind it. Now that we're starting to get it, we're starting to catch up. But. Some of the – soccer, obviously, I think, number one worldwide. It, it's absurd the amount of handle that, that people bet on soccer. Uh, one of the other worldwide sports that I didn't realize it would make sense, cricket apparently too gets – yeah, I guess when Pakistan and India, I guess when they have cricket matches – it, you know, we, we're lucky if we get, well, like, oh, 2 million people tuned in. they Yeah, like, you know, 1 billion people tune in when that thing goes on television. It's absolutely crazy. Right. And tennis is up there, too, from a worldwide betting perspective. Just because America doesn't have any more Pete Sampras is, uh, the rest of the world loves, 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 loves betting on it. And uh, even Dane's got a little ticket going on here on uh, Nadal. Now, when you bet him... You you bet him to start, right? When it went to win, what? What was the series or what was the championship price?
3: No, I didn't bet him to win at all. I bet him today uh, with the the games. Oh, you did. Minus seven games today. Yeah. um, So that's 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 where I'm on Rafa. Okay, I'm on him to win today by the working margin. They calculated in terms of like the, the total games won. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Joe, I wanted to ask you something, though, about tennis. About, a, I don't know, at this point, maybe about two years ago, I remember that there was a mm-hmm. big kind of scandal with tennis, you know, like guys were like, what, what was it? like shaving points kind of, or taking flops. Like oh, yeah. people were really in the live tennis betting markets. Right. And there was some, mm-hmm. uh, there was some less than uh, up it wasn't on the up and up for a lot. Right. So what is it? Is that like tennis women's tennis, especially, live, or people were throwing yep. matches or stuff like that. How do you? I don't really remember the details but I know it was big in the sports betting world around tennis. I think there was some like the fix was in, right? Exactly what we worried about yeah. saying college basketball here in this country.
1: Yeah, and and w- this is going to be a shock to you, right? A lot of that uh innuendo and a lot of that finger pointing was around the Russian players. Go figure. Hey, uh that that was uh go. that was the situation there, but uh you No, you do. You there was a lot of questions around guys Uh, especially on some of the lower lower rungs and the lower circuits. Because, again, you know, like we just said, we're talking about a top three worldwide bet sport here in tennis, guys. So it's not not just forget about the – take the uh, the United States out of the equation. Like, there is a lot of money exchanging hands around the world right now as this French Open is playing. And not just here, but also, like you said, around the circuits and different there – And yes, that was uh, that's been a big concern for a while. That guys uh, guys are a little bit of uh, match fixing, live betting, steroids. Also, big problem Mm -hmm. uh, in the sport that everyone seems to turn a blind eye to. But that's what makes it unique, right? You got all of, but yet you still got the three old men dominating a sport, and you got the old woman there in uh, in Serena. And even though she's not there right now. Let's face it, like all the cheating in the world, you weren't beating these four people. Like it just that's what makes it the most amazing thing in tennis over these years is that yet you still couldn't beat these four individuals who have been on top of the sport. I don't remember anybody being this good, this long in any sport, really, for that matter, being at the top of the game, especially. Individual sports, right? I mean, well, I mean, there was Lance, but we all know what happened with him. So that was a uh, that, that was a total Feltz. different thing.
3: Michael Phelps?
1: Phelps, that's a good call, too, man. Phelps is another good call
3: there, right? For but how long? Is, how many Phelps, Olympics? Phelps is once every four years. These guys have four majors a year. You know what I mean? A year, so right. We don't know. Phelps right. might have had a downturn in there if he was – Actually, like, I don't know what Phelps was doing every year on, like, the world championships or whatever. Did he win 12 in a row of those? I honestly don't know. You know what I mean? But these guys have four opportunities a year. So to show their consistent greatness against the top. But that's what I'm saying. Like, when you think about, you know, Tiger, Jack, something like that. But, you know, this is Mm -hmm. absolutely impressive because I can only compare it against, say, like, when I was a kid. You know, when I was a kid, Joe. uh, Pete Sampras was there, but so were yeah. other guys, you know, other guys mm-hmm. would win, you know? um, yep. And in the in the women's game, I remember like Steffi Graf, Monica Sellis, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, uh, but there was other people that would pop their head up Always. and win. They didn't yep. win 95% of the majors. Like these three guys are now or like Serena for a little while. There was like Sharapova who was trying to threaten mm-hmm. with Serena. But what's funny is So many times who is Serena Williams playing in the semis in the final? She's playing her sister, Venus, who's even older. Venus has got to be in her 40s now, and she's still hanging around, too.
1: It's crazy to me. it's, it's It's so unique, that sport, a sport that we have for so long associated with. 26, you're done. 27, you're done. And yet... For the last 12 to 15 years, guys, it's been three, four people, uh, both the men and the women. And that, you know, occasionally you got you mixed in somebody in the middle there that had like a nice, you know, had a nice run or a tournament or two for half a year. But ultimately, guys, it comes down to the big four. Yeah. And it and you're there again now. I mean, Djokovic is going to play a little bit later this morning, right around 850 as soon as Nadal and Federer, who are getting ready to uh, uh, to serve it up here. Uh at least he he's playing a guy 25 that a lot of people he made the finals last year lost in the doll, but you know I, what a lot of people betting him right now a lot, there's you know there's some value there at plus 175 a lot of people think Djokovic is going to have his hands full I mean ultimately if you didn't watch any tennis and you're looking at this you're going just give me Nadal and give me Djokovic right isn't that the smart play I I don't really care what it is give it to me I'm I'm good to go and you know what you wouldn't be that I, far off
3: yeah, I would think so, right? This is where the money line parlays come in, kind of thing, right? Yeah, but well, yes. that's why they play yes. the games. We shall see. Right. I, am, I was oh, bit right. by thinking the same thing as it related to the damn President's Trophy winner in, in the NHL. Right. So you never know, right? Or Anthony Joshua? Yep. We talk about it. These are mm-hmm. unlike, uh, you know, the NBA or the NHL series, right? These are one-off things. Mm-hmm. So, we talked about it. Lightning yep. can strike in boxing in tennis remember Serena Williams did get upset about a week ago
1: yeah hello yeah uh it's it's so and it's going to be very hard to wrap our heads around going um is Serena not there like I don't know who else to bet on like who else is there to bet on here if if Serena's not there who the hell else is there and that's uh that's the joke there are two women's matches going
3: on right now there's two women's matches apparently going on right now have you ever heard of any of these four women? Have you ever I heard of them? I can't even pronounce their name. I names. have not. I can't even pronounce their names. And it's Smova, Conta. Like, literally, yes. if you go at the beginning of the tor- tournament, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. tournament, if you looked at the odds to win on the men's side, right, besides right. these top three, I would have been able to literally name, like, three other guys. Stan Wawrinka, Martin Del Potro, maybe one other guy who's, like, old and still hanging on Good that point. I remember. Right. And yep. right. Good point. On the women's side, honestly, outside of Serena, like, I remember, like, Simona Halep. I can rem- maybe remember like Madison Keys because she's like a, a young American. Keys, right? But like honestly, yep. who are these women? Yep, no, no
1: idea. Shara Paul, like I have no idea. Like I, I don't know where who What's any saying? of them are. I do know one of them's American, I believe. Uh, she's nineteen yes. or twenty years old. Anasimova. uh Bavona did the update with her on it, I think, yesterday. Ashley Barty is that? I think that's the only American that's oh, no, no, uh, that's, no, no. that's left in it.
3: It's Anna Smova. Oh.
1: Oh, Anna Samova is the American Amanda.
3: She sure is. Yep, because I mean, and I see plus one sixty-two. Her name.
1: Well, she's yeah, down in she's the third plus set right now. Four games oh, that She's sucks. down in the third. You set know what right
3: now. I? Yeah, well, so New much
1: Zealand for me girl. live betting her then. Yeah, well, that was a total bust kill, man. I was getting ready to jump right on do a little live betting there and uh, and be a total degenerate on a Friday. Uh, but uh but we'll yeah. keep you posted here on Nadal and uh and Federer. I'm gonna be very interesting as the morning goes on sure. it usually takes what about two hours two and a half hours these uh these if matches it's
3: one of these five if set it's a straight setter. About
1: yeah yeah it'll be all uh, we'll be exactly it'll be on forever uh but get your bets in here as they get ready to uh to tee it up there also uh get yourself uh ready for a game for tonight as we got a little bit of line movement, a little bit more uh, money coming in here this morning on the NBA. And, uh, man, I tell you, it's here comes the Toronto money, man, as I'm looking at all of those books uh, this morning that had uh, still plus five for uh, Toronto, it's now pretty much across the board, plus four and a half, which tells me the money this morning is continuing to pour in. On the Toronto Raptors. And now all of a sudden the percentages are starting to go down a little bit too. I mean, we're almost, it's amazing. We're getting just about 50-50 split on who's betting on what as far as 50% of the tickets going to Golden State, 50 to Toronto. But the percentage of money now really starting to favor the Toronto Raptors. Here it comes, uh, Dane. Such and i even though we know no Durant and we all figured it, and we heard Clay Thompson, and I know a whole bunch of Golden State Warrior fans listening to them and watching what their their reaction across social media is like. I, I I don't I can't trust it. They're like I can't. So now all of a sudden, even Golden State Warrior fans are starting to go. Hmm. I don't I don't know if I can. I don't know what to expect. Maybe and the sky is I falling,
3: can, Joe. Maybe the sky. That's is what falling. I mean. It's crazy because I can tell
1: you, Toronto fans they're not holding back guys they're the money is pouring in on Toronto here as they continue to support and think there is a good possibility they win this game up 3-1 going back yeah. to uh going yeah. back to Toronto ooh yeah. ooh yeah. can you imagine what is the Drake series price by the way oh it's i can't what is is the series price three, still minus 120 has that moved at all 130 130
3: so even that's moving up. Damn. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, maybe it's guys, because KD it's, uh,
3: maybe people realize that KD ain't coming through that door and more people are okay betting Toronto for the series also. I think that could have something really to do with it. Think that was I think the KD happen, news I could mean, have he, something for the series. Really?
1: Wow. Well, I just I'm shocked here and just the uh, just the first hour here watching the amount of money that uh, that's been coming across for Toronto. It's kind of yeah. crazy, uh, man. There's a uh, There are some believers, man. I don't know if that's as much Toronto backers as it is people going, Golden State, you're in trouble. Golden State, you're in trouble. And I would caution you because I think a lot of that, Dane, recently bias.
3: It is. It is. I mean, we'll see. Here's the thing. Do you expect – remember we talked about that supporting cast of Toronto do you expect Danny right. Green and Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry and Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka to all again bring their A game? Now, listen, at some point, I have to just accept that this is them. You know, this is who they are. Right. right? And they are the NBA champs, because if they win two more games, that's what they'll be. But, you know, I, I still I still believe that um, Draymond's going to push the pace. I still believe Mm -hmm. that you know some of these guys are not going to bring it again. Um, I don't think we can count on you know Danny Green to shoot 50% from three again. Um, But then again, I can't count on Steph to drop 47 either necessarily.
1: I do think, much like after Game One, right, they will be better. They they will make adjustments. They will be better, and ultimately, effort on defense, guys. Ratchet it up a little bit on defense. Anything can happen. So we'll dive into that game. Plus, we'll talk controversies last night. NHL, next. Full-time fantasy.
2: I like Travis Kelsey. I will take him as a second-round pick gladly, but not in front of Cook, not in front of Chubb, not in front of Juju. I can't do it. Mike Evans,
0: maybe. I could go Kelsey over Evans. I could, but there's no way I'm not taking Juju over Kelsey. Weekdays, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. DailyRoto.com. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs.
4: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at weathertech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, weathertech.com, proudly made in America.
2: Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play.
1: They got some controversy uh, last night in the uh, in the NHL, which I find hilarious since it's the uh, it's the Boston Bruin fan base that's screaming and yelling, going, oh, my, we were so screwed. And yet they've gotten pretty much every call uh, known to mankind uh, that's gone their way. But the NHL. Well, no more zigzag, right? Last night as the Blues, uh, thank you very much, uh, St. Louis, appreciate that. Uh, Said the hell with the zigzag. We're just going to go ahead and win uh, a couple of games back-to-back and have a chance to close it out, Game 6, in St. Louis. And Bruin fans are crying foul. Why? Well, listen, in their defense, there was a ridiculous tripping penalty that was... Not called last night in the game. And wouldn't you know it, right? The one, the one egregious tripping penalty that wasn't called by the refs led to the St. Louis Blues go-ahead goal. They ended up winning 2-1. But of course, it was the uh it was Tyler Bozak of the Blues uh tripping uh No And when I mean trip, I'm talking like Karate kid sweep of the leg trip. Like, like it was like to the point where he was almost skating to the penalty box because he knew it was mm-hmm. coming or at least he thought it was coming. Right. And uh, unfortunately it didn't come And that. What did come uh, just a couple of seconds later was a uh, a goal by St. Louis. Goal. And it turned out to be the actual winning goal. And uh, that was it. I mean, David prone scored that goal there and People just kind of sat and it was so funny because on the broadcast, you know, you the guys that call the game for for NBC, they're docking everyone else. They they wanted to blast the call, but at the mm-hmm. same time, they were trying to be as politically correct as humanly possible. But there really is. I mean, it was it was crazy that they didn't uh, that they didn't end up calling it. But I will say this before you start screaming and yelling, guys, OK? understand something here um you had every opportunity just like in every game right i mean yes there were some mistakes made there but they dominated they had three more power plays than saint lou they outshot them they pretty much outplayed them in every facet of the game except putting the damn puck in the net so uh i know you want to scream and yell but let's be reasonable you had your opportunities there, Boston. Don't cry.
3: Yeah, and Plus, yeah, it's but not this over, the right? game game. The NFL would make a rule right. to fix it for them.
1: You got another chance to win.